Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, Tuesday, August 15th. I am happy to be here again for all of you new listeners. Holy smokes. Yesterday's episode knocked all records in the last few months out of the park. Um, You guys are into Jeff Lewis, which is awesome because I'll be talking more about that today. So many new subscribers. I have... I'm so close to 7,000 as of this episode, as of recording, I think I'm at like 69, and that's what she said, 69.45 or something like that, subscribers on YouTube. So if you're new on YouTube, please subscribe. I appreciate you guys. You're going to have fun here. Trust me. If you're into reality TV, if you're into celeb gossip, pop culture, inside baseball reality TV, meaning I'm talking about the shows about the shows, if you know what I mean. Um, my name is Donna Bowling. I am so happy you're here. I will just, a couple caveats. Um, some of you are leaving feedback that my mic is cutting in and out. So I'm not touching my mic. I plugged it in. This is a very expensive system I have here. If it is cutting out, just let me know. Give me a timestamp um, somehow because I want to, you know, do some checking in on that. Welcome, everyone. Uh, okay. I didn't yesterday, of course, on this hugely popular show, I didn't mention that I have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. So make sure to jump in there. We are 700 plus in there. We are so active. We talk about so many things. And actually, that's kind of where I workshop my stories that I want to talk about with you, right? So I'll put an article in there. I'll get your guys' thoughts. Or you guys will bring things up. Like, for example, we're going to talk a little bit, a bit about Kelly Dodd today because I know you guys are seriously interested in hearing about that. So jump into the Facebook group. It's really fun. It's a great way to get to know everyone. And another reminder that I do drop a weekly Patreon episode every single Wednesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. So jump in there too. It's $5. It'll be a lot of fun to, uh, you know, hang out and uh, see what's going on. I did get a comment just now that I have to ask from Ben saying I had dinner with Doug last night. Tea was spilt. Doug Buden, he means. We need to find out about that, Ben. If you don't feel like sharing it here, you're definitely going to want to send me a DM. By the way, if you do want to send me a private message, any of you guys, the best way to do that is on Instagram at this is Donna Bowling. I find... Um, TikTok messages are just a waste of time for me. I can never find them. Even like, I just don't. And then Facebook messages are my, you know, are the worst things in the world. So Instagram at this is Donna Bowling, D-A-N-A. That's the space. Okay. We've got so many little things to cover. So I'm just going to start going through them. Okay. Um, first, I want to talk about our girl, Erin Donna Litchie. Lichi, Lichi. She's Israeli. You know, she's my Israeli sister. She doesn't know that, but we've DM'd a few times. Erin is 
I would say one of the top kind of stars, she's she's definitely doing the media circuit of Real Housewives of, the, of New York, the new season, the new uh, group. She was on Not Skinny But Not Fat, which is a podcast that I listen to, depending on the guest. I really like Amanda. She is um, just like everyone else. You know, there's a lot of haters out there. I like Amanda. She's got great guests. And I like her interview style. It's very conversational. And so she was on um, – oh, Ben, Ben, Ben. Okay, she was on the podcast. And what I liked about this is they went to high school together and they didn't really know each other. They were one year apart from each other. They were very, um, you know, uh, kind of just like acquaintances. But because they grew up and went to the same school, they're both Israeli, they connected really well. I really like Erin. She talked a lot about the show. She talked a lot about why she's doing the show. She talked a lot about the fact that she's really honestly doing it for her business, which is Let's be honest, you would never go on a Real Housewives right now unless you wanted to grow your business. So she talked about that. She also mentioned the whole Trump scenario. So a lot of you guys found out through some people that were on Reddit or TikTok or whatever, um, a lot of you guys found out that Aaron's name had come up as being a, a four-time supporter donator to the stop the election or like the election is fake or like do the recount, whatever, of Donald Trump back in 20, 2020. So um, am I saying that right? Was it 2020? It was, right? Okay, this is how much I am a political show. So she did speak about that and she said something that I think so many people can learn from. And this is really important. Number one, she said, I was an early supporter of Trump because of his support of Israel. And I try to explain this to you guys. Trump, and this is not a political show, but a lot of my Israeli family is a, are Trump supporters or were Trump supporters, I should say, because of that. So just know that it's a different world out there for that. But she said, since then, I have changed my mind. And I am no longer a supporter of those ideologies. I am very pro-choice. I am very... You know, I'm an ally and I support LGBTQIA+. Um, I am liberal. I don't support that Planned Parenthood saved my life, et cetera, et cetera. So she was really, really clear about her shifting. And I think so many people should feel free to say that, like, they don't know it all. How many people grow up a certain religion and then change? Or how many people grow up a certain political side and then change? How many people start their lives as Democrats and end as Republicans and vice versa? It's okay. I love Erin. I'm just going to say it. And yes, her middle name is Donna, D-A-N-A, just like mine. It's the Israeli way. So she told me that in the DM. Big fan of hers. That was the big clip that was kind of picked up all over the news about Erin today. Okay, let's move on. Oh my gosh, you guys are asking me in the DMs and over on Facebook, you guys are asking me to talk about Taryn Manning and Britney Spears. Here's my thoughts, and this is all I'll say. Taryn Manning is an actress that's been around forever, most famously, most recently, Orange is the New Black. And she, and then obviously you guys know who Britney Spears is, right? I'm not going to talk about it, and I'll tell you why. I feel dirty <laughs> talking about it. If you are interested in learning or talking about Taryn Manning and like her off the rails social media content, 
I don't think I'm the show for you <laughs> today. Like maybe may, come back or be here and then also in addition, go and check something else out. I can't talk about it because I literally feel dirty talking about it. It's like it's like watching episodes of Teen Mom when you see them like going down like a severe drug inflicted conversation or I can't do it. I don't know. It's the content. It's the situation. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. So Brittany... <laughs> Britney Spears, it's a little bit easier to talk about, but she got a, herself a stripper pole, and y'all, it was a, it was a it was a show. I'll just tell you that. I am not. I had to unfollow Britney a long time ago. I do not follow Taryn Manning. Whenever you see these people kind of publicly go down, yes, my friend Molly said it's a mental health conversation, which is tough and sad. Whenever you see someone go through such a public kind of mental health meltdown. You've seen this on TikTok. I forget the, the name of that influencer or like an Amanda Bynes where you see it all so public. It's really, really hard to dissect. And I'm not a mental health professional. So I don't know if I am the right person to talk about it. I don't want to come off insensitive or anything. Um, but there's so many therapists out there. There's so many people who are really, really skilled and this is their niche. So I'm going to leave it to them. Cool? Cool, cool, cool? Okay. Kelly Dodd. Don't worry, we'll get to Jeff Lewis. Kelly Dodd. It All all roads lead to Jeff Lewis. That's what this podcast episode is going to be called. All roads lead to Jeff Lewis. I say this because Jeff Lewis, in my opinion, is like the center hub of all the reality stars, current, past, Maybe the Bravo sphere. Maybe Andy Cohen is also like a little bit of that center. But for some reason, Jeff Jeff Cohen, Jeff Lewis brings all the reality stars to to the yard. You know what I mean? He always has a connection with these people. And I listen to Jeff Lewis. You guys know this. I'm a chump. And because of that, I get to know all these other people that I really don't know from outside of their TV shows, right? So here's an example. Marge from Real Houses of New Jersey. I am not a huge Marge fan. I don't follow her on social media. It's not that I don't like her. She's just not the one that I'm seeking out all the time. But now because she's a regular on his show and she, you know, every time he's in New York or whatever, she goes on the show, I feel like I know her better. I feel like I get to know her a little bit more. And I feel this way about all of the people that come on his show. And Aaron, actually, who I was just talking about from um, Real Housewives of New York, was a guest on his show last week. So it really does all go back to Jeff Lewis. Kelly Dodd, who is famously an ex-OC housewife. Kelly Dodd, who is an incredibly polarizing, divisive kind of reality star. She's the reality star. Oh, everyone drink. Candace Cameron, is that you? Get it every single time. Thanks, Shaylin. Drink. Okay. Um, so Kelly Dodd is a very divisive person. And when she was on OC, Real Housewives of OC a few seasons ago, she was painted as, or she kind of was the, I don't want to say villain, but a little bit of the, she was the shit stir. She was the pot you know, oh, she hit the pot. Remember that on Shannon's head? She was not, you wouldn't, you would never look at Kelly and think, 
wow, she is um, such a peacemaker, right? We know this about Kelly Dodd on OC. Since OC, since she was let go because of a lot of really, really outspoken, strong comments that, that Bravo didn't like a few years ago, she has since remarried Rick Leventhal. He's a former Fox News um, journalist, broadcast journalist, and she now has a popular YouTube show. So a lot of people that watch me on YouTube happen to see her content too or are subscribers of her show, The Daily Smash, because it's similar to mine in the sense that it's a daily fun show. Um, Obviously, hers is a little bit less reality TV, pop culture driven. I think a lot of it more is like about their lives or about their, um, you know, they do like OC recaps and whatever. So it's not a surprise to anyone that they lean a certain way politically. It's not a surprise to anyone that they are outspoken and kind of filter free. And I don't personally judge people for being a certain political side at all. I will never. I have too many people who I love who vote both ways. Okay. I am not the person that will ever not be your friend because of a way you're voting. A lot of people will judge me on that, by the way. A lot of people judge me that I don't judge, which I think is hilarious. I am so, so cool with whatever you want to believe. I really am. It doesn't affect me. Yes, I know that a lot of people out there are going to say, this is irresponsible because you should blah, 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 blah. I'm not, I'm not for everyone. Okay. Sorry. You can't please the world. But anyway, that's the part that doesn't bother me about them. I don't care that that's who they are. I don't care that's who, that, that they are leaning a certain way politically or they feel a certain way. I really don't. I swear. What I don't like is mean people, okay? I don't like bully behavior and mean people. Now, call me a snowflake. I probably will get the snowflake comment somewhere. And you know what? A snowflake is beautiful. And me, I'm not a snowflake at all, but I am sensitive and I do have a heart and I don't like when people are made fun of purely for things that they can't control, especially. If you are intentionally an asshole or if you're an intentional, you know, doing something to like on purpose to, you know, be spoken about, that's different. But looks are something that I really struggle with when people really, really go down the path of like talking crap about looks. I'm all for, you know, building people up. So I talk about, you know, when people are so gorgeous or they, they, their bodies look sick or they, they look hot or, you know, I think that's probably also maybe not appropriate in certain ways, but I'm okay to talk about that because I think everyone likes to be built up. But if someone doesn't look great, I'm not the first person that's going to come out there and just like start talking about that, especially in a public forum. It's just not who I am. Um, Yesterday, Kelly and her husband had their show and a lot of people pointed me out to go watch it. My dosers sent me over there and she was in uh, a rare form. Now, we've all seen Kelly kind of lose her shit. We've all seen her be, you know, speak before she she's thinking type of personality. But she had an, a sty in her eye. Raise your hand if you've ever had a sty. Raise both hands if you've had multiple styes. I think it's a pretty common eye infection. Um, she had big sunglasses on. 
And she was in a mood that I've never seen her have before, which basically was just a really negative, really angry, you know, not happy mood. She said she was sick. She said she was tired. She said she was in horrendous pain and she was freaking bitter. So she had a really bad episode because a couple things happened that were really upsetting to people like me, the viewers, which didn't feel necessary at all, which I spoke yesterday about Maui. Oh my gosh, you guys, I was up at four this morning and I seriously watched the entire, like I watched so much about Maui and just so much like shit that people are guessing what the cause is and why and what's really happening and like really shady government stuff happening And I don't know, I went down some sort of crazy path and now it's all I can think about. But anyway, um, and I watched House Inhabit stories. In case you guys are wondering like where I got this, go to House Inhabit. I hope she saved her um, highlights because it was on, it was from yesterday. But anyway, I watched it early this morning. So like, you know, when you watch something right when you wake up, it affects your whole day. So anyway, we... um, Rick had talked about Maui. He started the show by saying, like, our prayers are out to Maui, da, 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 and she could not have handled it any better. I mean, any worse. Like, she was over it. She was annoyed with him talking about it. She kept saying, you've been talking about this all day. Oh, my gosh, you're talking about it all day. Are you done, basically? Because I want to talk about my sty. It was so wrong. <laughs> it's It really was wrong. Then she went on to talk about the fact that she was a – um she was watching Roni, the new Roni. She said she liked it, but then she went on a tangent about Jenna Lyons. She said things about Jenna Lyons. I don't even really want to repeat here, but I will just say like a couple things out of um, just context. She called her multiple times. She called her unattractive, ugly, so effed. She called her a lookalike to Marilyn Manson. Okay. Those of you you should know who Marilyn Manson Manson is. I feel like if you Google it, I was so like grossed out by these comments. You're taking a woman who is so damn successful, who is so accomplished, who is so cool. I don't know Jenna Lyons in real life, but I'm just saying what I've seen on TV, what I've heard on interviews and what I've heard from people that know her. She's so on her shit. She is so successful, so smart. She has created a huge, huge career for herself. She also suffers from a condition, and I don't want to say um, it because I can't remember right off the top of my head what it's called, but it's something where it, it's your, your skin is affected, your eyelashes are affected, your teeth, your hair. And it really, like, it, that's why she has this new fake eyelash company that she started and that she's promoting probably through the show. Molly says something, when people attack on looks, it shows intelligence level. I 100% believe in this. I was really, really perturbed by this rant. You're going to compare... A woman like Jenna Lyons, who is also a mother, okay, who is also openly gay and one of the first gay housewives ever on a, like, series regular, and she's full, not just like, you know, Kim Zolciak, like, hooking up with a random music producer here and there, and I don't want to say it, but you guys know what I mean. 
to, to go that low. When you're talking about actually five, six fucking phenomenal looking women, <laughs> really, okay? I seriously look at all of those women when they were sitting there at that lunch, like Bryn, Sai, Uba, Jenna, Aaron, and Jessel. Come on. Come on. Put together well, beautiful, intelligent, career. What are we talking about? What are we really doing in 2023, huh? Disgusting. Okay. So then yesterday, that was the episode. Now the comments tore her apart, which is interesting. I'm giving them a lot of free press here. So hopefully they don't come after me. Um, But the comments tore her apart. And she, uh, which is shocking actually, because a lot of times her comments are very, very positive for them. Her, Her audience is very positive. Today she comes on the show and she immediately says, okay, yesterday I felt like shit. I was not feeling good. I was sick. I was tired. So I'm sorry that I said that about her. I'm sorry if I offended you. And then she continued to go deep and deep and deep into, but you shouldn't be mad at me. You should be mad at Biden. You shouldn't be mad at me. Look, you should be mad at all these other people. So it's that apology that's like, I'm sorry if you're hurt. I'm sorry. Um, I guess I have to be sorry. She didn't say a thing about her cutting off the Maui fires conversation. Guys, it didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with me. And I hope Jenna Lyons, <laughs> you know, Tamara, Tamara Judge is uh, someone who's told me multiple times, don't pay attention to that girl <laughs> about Kelly. It's, it's, it's hard not to. I actually sometimes like get enjoyment out of watching people that I don't like fully love. We've all done it. And I think that sometimes they are pretty entertaining, but I really struggled with this one. I did. I did. I like Jenna Lyons so much. I love the cast of Roni. I wish Jessel was a little bit more aware, but I really, really love that cast and I want them to succeed. I didn't like it. It didn't sit well with me. Um, okay. All roads lead to Jeff Lewis. Final story, Jeff Lewis. Yesterday, you guys just like, you know, really, really uh, were interested and every Facebook group and every podcast and every YouTube and every TikTok just exploded with interest in this experience between Jeff Lewis and his former, um, the former hosts of his after show, Brandy and Julie. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I recapped the entire story on yesterday's show. So go on over there. Today, Jeff Lewis was back on the radio with Jolie Fisher, actress Jolie Fisher, and um, Doug Buden, who is a, a very common um, co-host. Like he's there often, at least once a week. And he did bring it up. He talked about it again. I just want to say a couple of things. Yesterday, the Facebook groups, the inner Jeff Lewis kind of universe, so that the chump circle were it was very divisive. Like they were really coming after each other, which never feels good, right? Never feels good to see. Lots of people are team Brandy and Julie. Lots of people are team Jeff. A lot of people seem to think, wow, Jeff Lewis just really brings all the drama, right? He's always surrounded with the drama. He must be the problem. While I do think that may be true in a lot of situations, this is a situation that I absolutely think that he did exactly what you should do as someone in charge and as an authority and as a boss, right? 
Basically, he had no choice but to defer to his boss and go after what they wanted, which was a show that his talent was not wanting to do, right? You know what I mean? He was in between. He had the creatives under him that had an idea. He had the network studio, Sirius, giving him the notes, and he was in the middle, and he had to find a way to pacify everyone, and he couldn't. And ultimately, who he wants to pacify are the people paying the bills, are the people paying the paychecks, are the people giving him these opportunities. Jeff can't F this up. Jeff is given an opportunity, an opportunity that could potentially be a a treasure trove for him. He was saying today on the show, I want to be Andy Cohen and build a beach house in the Hamptons while I'm sleeping and just making money. I want to be the Howard Stern. And this is his opportunity to get this. And so I understand Jeff. Like friendship goes to the wayside. You don't keep someone alive because you're their friend when they are completely effing up your chances to grow and to succeed. Right? Okay. Chris is asking Donna, do you think B&J, Brandy, and Julie were told they'd have more say? I think it was probably a little bit of two things. My guess is that they they pitched a show that was a little bit different than Sirius wanted. Sirius maybe came back with some feedback and some notes on it. And then they said, yes. I doubt it was as like written in stone. Hey, Brandy, Julie, you have full creative control. I'm sure that wasn't it. But I'm also sure that if you're having a drink, if you're hanging out with Jeff or whatever, um, you know, maybe he was like, Brandy, Julie, this is your baby. Like you guys are going to kill it. You're going to do so well. You're going to have so much fun with it. So maybe Jeff was also a little bit of a problem at the beginning because he wasn't very clear on boundaries until Sirius got involved and said like, no, this is what we need and you have to, you know, comply. Which is when Jeff like upped his level of authority and basically started putting on the boundaries to them and said, this is the schedule. This is what you need to do. This is what we're doing. No ifs, ands, and buts, as Leah Black even um, told him to do. This is your job. And they kept you know, rebelling against that. So Jeff was on his show today and he said, I just want to say a couple things. He said, I did get one DM yesterday. And this was a conversation that was in every single Facebook group I saw. And even in my comments over on the YouTube and on my TikTok, which basically was saying, I believe it was because of jealousy. I believe that Jeff Lewis is jealous of Brandy and Julie's success. He doesn't like the fact that their show was getting more popular than the Jeff Lewis show. Okay. I'm not going out on a limb here. But I can almost guarantee you that Jeff Lewis's show was more popular than the after show ever was. I don't believe that there was ever even a similarity in numbers. I am not serious. I don't have the data. I'm just saying that I usually like to look at um, kind of like a control group, and that's me <laughs> and like a lot of my dosers and a lot of people I talk to. So you guys tell me in the comments. Did you honestly listen to every, if you're a chump and you like Jeff Lewis and you listen to all his shows, did you honestly listen to every single day of the after show? Did you? Every day? I didn't. I listened to moments. I listened to maybe one entire episode or two entire episodes. I never, ever listened directly right after or that day, like religiously. In fact, here's, okay, so I'm getting some people watch Jeff religiously, but rarely listen to the after show. No, um, 
Lisa says, I did. Chris says, I, I listened to almost every single after show. Never listen, never. Okay. So I would say it's half and half, but the, the common denominator is if we're Jeff Lewis fans, we're listening to Jeff Lewis. So I can guarantee you Jeff Lewis's numbers were always higher than Brandy and Julie's. That being said, of course he wanted them to succeed. And he said, I apologize for calling this person an idiot in my DMs. Like, can you imagine if Jeff Lewis finally responds to your DM? He never responds to any DM. He doesn't even look at half the DMs. Can you imagine he finally responds to your DM? <laughs> He's like, you're an idiot. I would cry. Um, and then he said, listen, I feel bad for saying I'm an idiot, but a hundred percent, this is not the case. If they do well, I do well. It's like when I was a casting director, you guys, I wanted the actors that I was bringing to the network test or the studio test or to producers, I would be shitting bricks, nervous, sweating, mouthing words, stage mom in the corner, because if they sucked, I look bad. I want them to do well because it's a presentation. It's an extension of my abilities. You all have done this in your businesses, right? You don't want your people that you bring on under you to do bad. It doesn't look good. It's like when Jeff brings on a contractor or any of his team employees to Anthony Anderson's house and they fuck up. He feels horrible about it. He doesn't like that. It's bad on him. Okay. He wants B and J, Brandy and Julie to succeed. He wants every one of his shows to succeed. Okay. He said again today, I set them up for success and they got in their own way. He also said they did this to themselves, but I will say this. Jeff is a stand-up dude because what he did say was stop mourning their loss. They're not gone. You can completely still support them purchase their Patreon, go and follow them on Instagram, go to their live shows, listen to their podcast, support them, support them, support them, support them, support them. Um, I, uh, yeah, one of the comments that Lisa just said was the issue here is that it shows that a lot of the comments on Facebook that supported Brandy and Julie don't have a corporate job. And this is another thing. You know, I did get one comment on my TikTok this morning about this that said, um, I've been fired from over 20 jobs because I stood up to corporate and I will continue to do it. Brandy and Julie had a right to say it. You guys, the goal is not to get fired, Right. We could all do a whole lot of things if we wanted to, but the goal is not to get fired. The goal is not to get arrested. The goal is not to get, you know, thrown into jail or, or like in trouble. If we could just all do what we want, like we would have some sort of crazy chaotic society. I don't understand you guys. I, I would like to do this show naked. Actually, you know what? This is my show. Hold on here. I'm just naked guys. I'm naked. Stick it to you, YouTube. Please. No, I am following the YouTube rules. I don't put music on my show. I don't put other people's content on my show. I don't show clips from other shows because it's copyright infringement. I know they're going to pull the show. I want to follow the rules. I am a rule follower. I am also a freaking ambitious driven person and I want to succeed. You can do both. Just saying, you can do both. So the point here is that I think, um, I think it's really, really, uh, it's a tricky situation. I think Jeff really supported them today again. He really wants them back for Wet Wednesday down the line. He loves them. He appreciates them. He did make a joke saying that Sirius wouldn't let them in the building at this point, that he would uh, have to um, 
you know, hide them in disguise if they wanted to come in, which is another thing that I thought about. This is not just Jeff Lewis and this is not just Radio Andy, but Julian Brandy just burnt a bridge with a huge company, Sirius Radio. Like, you don't want to do that because you do want to be a guest on other people's shows. You do want opportunities down the line, right? It ain't good. It ain't good. Um, Yes, exactly. Donna says, getting fired from over 20 jobs is not a flex. Sounds like that person is the problem, not corporate. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Okay. I really, really want Jeff Lewis's programs to succeed. We'll have to see what happens. He will be retooling the after show. It's going to start on Monday with new chumps as guests every day. It sounds to me like he's going to probably do many weeks of just trial and error. He's going to put people together. For example, he's putting Carney Wilson and Doug Buden together on Monday. He's putting um, uh, Carrie Lewis, his sister-in-law, and Joey Zauzig together one day. He's doing Patrick and Polt. He's doing, um, and I can't remember a few of the other people. I can't remember, but I'm sure you guys will remind me. Um, so we'll see what happens. It will be it will be interesting to see. Will you guys listen to the after show with all these other um, chumps as co-hosts? Curious. So this is a really kind of interesting experience to see like when anything like this goes down. I will be watching, um, obviously, to see what Julian Brandy do next. I hope that they're successful. I hope that they continue to be successful. I hope their Patreon grows. I subscribed, so I will be listening to the first episodes. What I was listening right before I started this show, but then I had to go because I have an 11 a.m. that I always start the show, was Bethany Frankel's episode of Jess B, where she is explaining the reality reckoning that she started. And let me tell you, it's a 35-minute episode, and I tried to listen to it on 1.5 speed, and holy Okay. Holy. Anyway, let's see. Tonight, today is a, is Tuesday. There's not really any like crazy amazing TV right now. I'm waiting with bated breath for August 20th. That's our sister wives return date. Obviously tomorrow we have Real Housewives of OC. There's not really like that much. Oh, I'm into Below Deck Down Under. Guys, guys, guys. Because of you, I started watching Below Deck Down Under. I watched all seven episodes, so I just saw up until, sorry, I just saw up until the incident that happened with Luke and Laura in the end of the sixth episode where they were absolutely, you know, totally irresponsible and it was uncalled for. They got, like Luke got into his bunkmate, uh, his bunkmate, his um, crew mate. Margot's bed while she was passed out drunk. Now seeing it in its full entirety and understanding the situation, you really get to understand. And then the other girl, Laura, is totally over the top, out of control. I couldn't believe like some of the ways she's acting and I'm glad that both of them go. But I haven't seen the actual firing yet. So I'm about one week behind because I think that they just started the next episode now. But I totally, totally I'm into the show because of you guys. So I appreciate you all. Um, is there anything else I can share with you today? I don't think so. Just make sure to give everyone, share this episode with other people. Of course, subscribe. Let's get to 7K. Maybe I can get to 7,000 today. Hopefully I can. Um, and I will see you guys tomorrow, as always, where we're going to have a whole new episode of all new stuff because that's the way this industry works. There is always something to talk about. 
There's always something to deep dive on. There's always something, a dose to take, take a spoonful of, uh, you know, sugar. That's my dose. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow.